hi guys welcome to another episode of the checking bar podcast um i just want to start off by saying you know happy new year to everyone it's 2021 if you are listening to this we you know we made it through such a horrible horrible year and hopefully this year this year this year will be much much better um Today's episode is going to be an interesting one. You know, we have a special guest in the studio today. Uh, we we have a Chelsea fan. You know, if we had recorded this <laughs> a few weeks ago, I'm sure that we'd have come here with, you know, high hopes. But, um, yeah, I'll let him introduce himself. You know, yeah, he's he's... He's a he's a good friend of mine, a, a, a massive Chelsea fan with great football knowledge. So, um, special guest, take it away. <laughs> Hi, I'm honored honored to be here. Um, <laughs> big time Chelsea fan. Um, my name is Manuel Omabo, and um, yeah, been a big time Chelsea fan. Very honest football fan, not in denial like other supporters, and. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, <laughs> happy, happy to and happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also here with the usual suspects. You know, Mauna, are we sure yeah, we are yeah, still Lampard in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It pains me to say it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy, we have, to, we, have to, we have to talk about him. We have to talk about him. But last but now. definitely not the least, probably the biggest only supporter of course. in you know this part of the world. <laughs> Manchester United are on the rise. Mm-hmm. I can see he's got a new trim. He's just <laughs> smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> How are you? Sorry. It's nice. I'm like this is a nice time to be a money fan. Other teams are floundering. I can tell. But we keep on going. We keep on going. Yeah, it's, wow. it's a beautiful time. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know. All right. All right. You know. Let Let's start this week. You know, it's it's very obvious that in the last few games, Manchester United <laughs> have identified themselves as um, title challengers. But mm-hmm. I want to start off this episode by talking about the current champions and. Um, the people, you know, other teams would have to dethrone. Uh, Liverpool, they played Southampton today and they lost a beautiful finish from Danny Ings in the second minute. Yeah, yeah. But, Great finish. You know, in the last few games, Liverpool has picked up a possible, you know, two out of nine points uh, after drawing mm-hmm. with West Brom and Newcastle and losing today. Um... They 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 displayed a centre back partnership of Jordan Henderson and Fabinho today. I just need to know what do you guys make of Liverpool's current situation? We all saw how emotional Hassan Hutu was to get the win over them. But um do you think it's cause for concern for Liverpool fans, their recent run of results? And also what's your take on Southampton and you know where how they fed this season yeah i think a couple a couple weeks ago we spoke about actually it wasn't a couple weeks a couple games ago we spoke about how you know 
um Scott Parker had, you know, identified the blueprints for how to play Liverpool, sit back, sit deep, and then um Nick Nick a goal and like defend it. But I feel like Southampton have have detailed a second blueprint, you know, mm-hmm. press them, put the ball in the channels, get their center their center backs turned and really like run at them. I mean Liverpool had their chances. Um, or actually, no, Liverpool didn't create many chances this game. They had a lot of possession, I'll say, and they were, you know, trying to work, trying to figure out how to break down Southampton, but they weren't unable to find that like killer pass or unlock that um like that through ball that we we'd expect like someone like Thiago to be able to give. So I think Southampton did very well. And also like Southampton were missing a lot of key players as well, you know, the likes of Oriol Romeu. Musa Ginepo went off injured. Che Adams wasn't there. So this this isn't like a fully Vestergaard as well was missing. This 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 isn't like a full strength Southampton. And then their goalkeeper, Alex McCarthy. So mm. I think Southampton are doing well. Right now, they are comfortably clear of like relegation. And I don't think that will be an issue for them. They'll they'll probably be looking at getting into Europe. Yeah. Mm. Koku, um a few weeks ago, Manchester United were able to you know, beat this Southampton team, not to mention coming from two goals down. Um, what do you make of Liverpool's defeat at St. Mary's? Do you, do you think this is a sign that, you know, things 2021 could be a, a good year for the Red Devils? <laughs> oh, I mean, in terms of Liverpool, shh. you know, Salah had a nice run of form. He was scoring goals. Unfortunately for him, it's time for Firmino and Mane to pick up and they just turned also firing. And unfortunately for Liverpool, their key man, Trent Alexander-Arnold, I saw he lost the ball 38 times, the most in the league this season. And it's not surprising they took him off. Hmm. The problem is that, because he has not always been the greatest of defenders, his strength has been attacking-wise. So if he's not really mm-hmm. pinging balls in and you know splitting defenses, he just looks like a very average player. But fortunately, unfortunately, unfortunately for Liverpool, I mean, this is a team that's been firing for three years straight. They are not robots, so like, <laughs> there's always going to be a blip in form here and then. Unfortunately for them, their next five round matches quite quite tough. But I, I don't know; they should be fine. Their manager is definitely will figure it out. Um, Thiago made a start. I mean, he does Thiago stuff. You ping the ball around nicely. You keep possession going. But yeah, I know they missed Jota because he was the guy. And I think this season, that's what's yeah. going to separate like teams. Do you have a guy who can bring off the bench and change the comp- uh, the complexion of the game? Unfortunately for them, they had an FA Cup against match against Aston Villa. So you have reluctant to bring on like Origi, Minamino, and Co. But yeah, they should be okay. They should be okay. Yeah. And uh, Omarbo, I just I just want your quick take on it because, um, like we said a few weeks ago, Chelsea were considered title challengers. Uh, I'm sure after you know recent results, they are more you know closer to battling relegation. But, um, <laughs> what do you <laughs> what do you make oh, of oh, some oh, of these statements? What do you make of um, Liverpool this season? Do you think Jurgen Klopp is going to like figure it out and Liverpool be able to kick on or do you think these last three results are signs that you know Liverpool are there for the taking that this year the title race is going down to the wire 
Um, yeah, I mean, just to, I mean, just to make it clear, I mean, Liverpool, like Koku said, I mean, the last three years, they've just been a beast of a team. The only thing I felt like the last couple of years was that mm-hmm. they lacked that depth that maybe a City had or that, I mean, currently a Chelsea team has, but <laughs> we're not really showing our muscles. But, I mean... I mean, look, today they were just frustrated. I mean, a lot of teams have really figured them out. There's, they've put together a solid game plan. Even Tottenham, maybe two weeks ago when they played, I mean, had had a similar game plan of, you know, sucking in all the pressure that Liverpool might put on you, but hitting them with a solid counter and a solid transition game. But I don't know, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll be fine the rest of the season, continue to challenge and cause problems as always. I mean... With players like Salah Mane and Firmino up front, you're always going to be a threat. But this season, I think teams have started to find them out defensively and whatnot. And I mean, the whole COVID thing has been an issue for all teams, as well as, I mean, injuries injuries as well. I mean, looking at how Van Dijk, Van Dijk is out of the team and whatnot, they've, they've struggled since. So, But I guess, I guess they'll be fine for the rest of the season. But I'm not sure as to whether they'll go back to back i mean it's 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 interesting you you mentioned um the injuries to liverpool and how it's affected their team but um you know let's move on from the champions and 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 today for this episode i really want us to focus on this match yesterday (laughs) in london but there were nine other games (laughs) eh? Yeah, there were nine other games. No, <laughs> so it's no, a no, ten no. game weekend, bro. No, no, no. I want us to focus <laughs> on this fixture. Yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in London, Chelsea Football Club took on Manchester City. Who, by the way, you know, people start looking out for Manchester City. They were looking like the Manchester City of old, and this yeah, was without a recognized striker. So Chelsea, you know, losing 3-1 to Manchester City at home. Frankly, if any of you watched the game, it could have been, the scoreline could have been anything. So since we have Chelsea fans on the podcast today, I'm just going to ask one simple question. Lampard in or Lampard out? Take it away. Oh, Emmanuel, I think you can you can go first. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I should stress that. Look, I mean, I've watched yeah. football for a long time and times have changed. You know, with the whole managerial situations with all clubs. Managers come in, managers come out. Mm. And especially being a Chelsea fan, <laughs> we succeed regardless of the manager. In recent years, the last 15 mm. or so years of football. Chelsea have succeeded regardless of who is the man at the helm. Very true. Yep. And obviously, with this new situation with Lampard, you see in the media, and I mean, you hear from members of our board talking about it's been a dream situation for us to have him on board and him being a club legend and our highest goal scorer of all time. Mm-hmm. It's something so beautiful to see him being a manager now. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, mm-hmm. the. Um, last season we finished fourth we, f- we finished fourth no one expected that we were expecting a seven. even Chelsea fans didn't expect that a seventh eighth finish 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unfortunate we didn't come come on with the FA Cup as well, which would have been even even the greater feat. I mean, by a first year manager that had a transfer ban and whatnot. But you know, this year, after spending over two hundred million pounds, bro, I mean, we have to stop the whole we have to stop the whole sentiment thing of things, and we need to start seeing results. I mean, even me, I'm an honest fan. At the beginning of the season. Looking at setting signings, only in fact, only one to be in particular. Have it. He just isn't cutting it for me, to be honest. He's looking like a very, a very, <laughs> very, 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 very luxury player. Like he's not. He doesn't work hard as he should. He's looking like I don't know, like a champagne footballer. Like I don't know. See, honestly, there's nothing. There's nothing there. The rest of the signings, Werner came in sharp. First game preseason, killing it. It's just that now he's blowing chances and whatnot. But honestly, Lampard really, really needs to get the most out of these signings. Otherwise, if I was on that Chelsea board, I don't know the season is out. You know, it's 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 interesting you mentioned the current situation and. I, I'll say it's in modern in the modern era, it seems as though managers don't get enough time. And Mawanda, let's bring you in here. We know that mm-hmm. Chelsea made, you know, you spent 200 million, and I believe you spent it on quality. Hakim Ziyech to me is quality. Kai Havertz, I think, has the potential to really become like generational. And, but you know, right now it's a situation if like Lampard is the bright manager to to get that out of him. And that's even with Werner. Do you think there's hope? Do you think Frank can turn it around? Because if he's able to do that, let's not, you know, get it twisted. Chelsea have quality within their ranks. Or do you think it's one where you need a new manager who will come in and actually get the best out of these signs? Because if we've learned one thing about Mr. Roman Abramovich is if he gives mm-hmm. you the money that's, and you don't perform, you are gone. But Very yeah, Mauna, what, what what do you think? Yeah, um this 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 will definitely be a turning point in I guess Roman's um Chelsea tenure. Because the way I look at it, up until this point, it has always been if you are not performing, you are gone. Like I don't think we've had a manager finish two full seasons at a club and still be in the job in like the third season. It's, it's either just two seasons or in the third season you are fired. Um, or people don't even make it to the two seasons. Um, and I don't know. So after Antonio Conte, Chelsea have gone in the direction of more like okay, we are trying to build a more sustainable structure. You know, with Peter Cech and coming into like the football director role and then actually that's not his title but that's what he does and marina granovskia and all of those people looking at the way situations have played out here i think Def- definitely. a couple of years ago definitely. lampard would have been sacked two or three weeks ago like after the arsenal game he would have been sacked the next monday yeah <laughs> um so i think even this we are seeing like the more lenient side of abramovich um and the fact that he wasn't sacked yeah. on Monday tells me yep. that he's not going yep. to be sacked. 
<laughs> at least not until the end of the season. Maybe you'll not be given a new contract. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe at the end of the season, he'll be thanked for whatever he has done. Thank you. And then he'll be asked to step aside. But mm. I don't think he'll be sacked. And to be honest, I think... Yeah, the sentiments. I d- maybe my eyes are tinted because, you know, it's a club legend and I want him to mm. do well. Definitely. But, yeah, I feel like the... I've seen an improvement in... At least from the beginning of the season, we were bad. We clearly got better, but now we've gone off the boil again. So, like you said, like we're going through a sticky patch at this point in time, and it's it could work if you change a manager. Someone comes in, you know, the new managerial bounce, you win a couple, and then confidence comes back. I mean, like right now, look at Arsenal, <laughs> for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenal have won three games on the bounce, and then Mikel Arteta is the next greatest manager since, you know, sliced bread. Sweet and the three games... The three games, if you really look at West it, Brom, a team that's Chelsea out. dashed them three points. Then they beat... Who did you guys even beat? Brighton. West Brom. Aha, uh-huh, yes, yes, yes. They beat West Brom yeah. comprehensively. That one, okay, 4-0, cool. You and then there was some 1-0 victory in the middle there. Like, football is all about fine margins, you know, very, very, very fine margins. Like, yeah, maybe a penalty here, a, a free kick there, and then before you know it, Everything is roses and again. So, I think I think he should be given time. I think he will he will he will definitely come good. Is is one of those where maybe, you know how like everyone talks about Alex Ferguson being one loss away from the sack. Imagine if my United had pulled the trigger. Then I feel like let's just keep the powder dry and then but, at the end um, of the season we'll reassess. Oh, I, I was just gonna put in a point that yeah, go ahead. with regards to him saying Lampard being given time mm. and everything. I mean, if you look clearly at the picture and you watch mm. his post-match press conferences and whatnot, he's throwing players under the bus. Like, and it's a scary trait to have right mean. now in in this modern day of football. Very, very scary trait yeah. to have. Yeah. It's, it's a trait that people have blamed Mourinho to have, <laughs> and it hasn't ended well. Then you have the media starting to talk of situations of him losing the dressing room and whatnot. Because honestly, in my mind, right now, I'm just patient. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Why is waiting to hear of, oh, Lampard has lost. He's, he's lost the dressing room. He's fought with this certain player. It happened earlier in the season with Marcos Alonso, even. With Marcos Alonso. So, I mean, he, mm-hmm. I mean Alonso, he's out of the yeah. team currently. I mean, he's just somebody that we don't need. But... I mean, it could start happening with some of our starting eleven. Mm. It could get it could get dirty real, real quick, and that's when the pressure will start to pile on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting you mentioned that. That's actually such a good point. But <laughs> Koku, let me bring you in here. You know, as as he's a just been smiling the whole time. <laughs> as a Manchester United fan, you know. If we're being honest, there were times where Oli was going through a rough patch and a lot of people called for the sack. Do you think this is something we are seeing with Chelsea now? Do you think it will be best for them to to give Lampard time? And, you know, Emmanuel raised a, a very valid point. It's it's not good to throw players under the bus. But, but yeah, do you think Lampard, Lampard needs time and, like, Oli... Uh, Chelsea could start to see improvement or let's even talk tactics now. Tactically speaking, do you think Lampard sets up, you know, his team 
well enough to compete at a higher level because you know if we look at the third goal they conceded Shocking. to Manchester City the whole Chelsea team was in the other half all it took was a header from De Bruyne to stay Sterling free you know so tactically wise do you think Lampard is that guy and have you seen you know performances or tactics that would give you hope as to like okay keep him in the job there's potential there or it's a complete <laughs> bust <laughs> wow so many beautiful questions I think I'll start the first time in terms of Ole hasn't uh, gone on like a six game such a bad streak like this. If you pay attention to our this season where Ole has faced their sack, we lost one game. That's no, but it's not. Oh, but Charlie, la, la, no, last but I mean, we finished United, 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 so, United, boss, calm down. <laughs> really and I, I mean, you guys, you uh, guys not currently right, in right. the Champions League is a huge deal. Yeah. Oh, but that moment. Tally, we're in the group of Deto with last season's semi-finalists. If we're to put you in that same group. Yeah, but you were the second team it in the group of Deto. You were not like the best. It doesn't best matter. Team. It doesn't matter. I don't forget. That, you know when I'm lifting the clip. trophy, I remember all these things you guys are saying. You know me, I don't forget these <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> I'll, keep, I'll keep it. Oh, yeah. But just to cut it short, don't forget, don't forget. Yeah, ask me, so you asked me in terms of what is Chelsea's style of play? If you tell me it's possession, if you put good players next to each other and they train every day to keep the ball well, oh, they'll keep it yeah. well. Yeah. But for me, what is shocking about Chelsea is their pressing. It's not a high so press. Easy. It's not a low block. It's not a mid block. So, because when you watch Man City, it was so easy for them. And even the, comment, the commentator said it. Chelsea's press is nearly there. But it's not there yet mm. that it's easy for Man City to yeah. keep the ball for a sustained period. Because just look at they are running around. Like they run from side to side. Kante. Are you sure that guy can do the long <laughs> game rule? Because I was talking to Mana the other day. Yeah. And it's shocking how Kante is always he's, he's always slipping now and he's going under the radar. He's getting mm, he's Metro, get, mm-hmm. Martinelli. <laughs> and he's getting there. passed by a lot. I think for him, Kante's yeah. greatest yeah. asset. And he makes it takes yeah. me back to Fred in a sense that like they are both players who are high energy. And liked intercepts and him. So if it's a lone DM rule, if he goes to press and it doesn't work, there's a lot of space in behind. So I don't know. It's something for Lampard mm-hmm. to figure out. In terms of style of play, this distinct style of play I could see was get the ball to Chihuahua. Yep, yep, yep. Let him do a cross. Or get the ball to Zieg. Zieg was pinging in crosses for Werner to come ahead in. I was like, oh, Charlie. <laughs> what was going on over here? The whole, the and, and they don't yeah. create. It's funny. I saw a stat. <laughs> Chelsea, you guys have attempted the most crosses in the league this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. You can make what you, you can that's make of it. that. But that just shows like that's their distinct style of play. It will make sense if mm-hmm. you are playing Jude and Tammy. They are tall. Oh, but mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like that one is overblown a little bit because like. Salah, Feminio, and Mane are all short. Like none of them are over six feet. But then they don't win the Liverpool they don't win the head. The if you watch like, Liverpool, it's Gigi and Adko who are running from midfield to come in here. Yeah, but even then they mm-hmm. are like they are also not tall guys, you bab. So and I don't think it's about like the height. It's more about yeah. getting right. Uh-huh, that's what I'm talking. Crossing into that's like what I'm saying. Right but you know yeah. Liverpool. Yes, and no one Liverpool is doing that. Yeah. So who is to blame if your midfielders are not running to the box? 
the kind of balls that they ping into the box. They are, you know, low. Yeah, they are not really in the air kind of crosses and whatnot. They are crosses through ball, through to Robertson, ball straight across Mm. the post, and Mane just bumps it into the goal. But with Chelsea, I mean, back to what Kuku was saying with how ZH was pinging in balls. Those are balls perfect for Giroud. Perfect. Giroud would head those balls right into the goal. Mm-hmm. So that's why me, although I don't really like the idea of either Giroud or Tammy Abraham starting, I would love to see Werner more often up front. It's it, it, For what Lampard is trying to do, it will work out with Giroud or Tammy. But just to... Mm-hmm. But I have a question for the Chelsea fans even. So I feel like mm-hmm. I feel bad for Lampard in the sense that last season when I analyzed Chelsea, I was like, all this team needs... It's like and some def- defenders, and they are okay because they had an ag- enough enough guys in attack. Unfortunately, they went to sign a lot of attackers without a preseason. I think Havertz had five days mm. with them yeah. before the start of the season. So it's almost like now he's having to yeah. reinvent the system because of the new guys. And yeah, your midfield is your midfield that concerns me in the fact that. You have a lot of nice, tidy midfielders. But I remember Paul Kofi was saying this the other day. Who is the one midfielder that can take the game? But let's see the scruff of the name. Because if you look at your midfielders, stats. Kovacic is a nice passer, progressor of the ball. But it's not a stats machine. Mason Mount is the same. Like, he doesn't put in plenty crazy assist all. But it's a nice, tidy midfielder. So I'm guessing Kai Havertz is supposed to be that guy, but he's still very young. (laughs) So I keep asking this question. What is your strongest 11? Because I look at Tammy Abraham and Jude. They have scored a lot of goals when they are given stats. But none of them came on against Man City. So what kind of message are you... What, what message are you sending to them? Hassan is like, I think, your best... One of yeah. your best wingers is not getting exactly. games. <laughs> let, let, let me even add on to that question. Let me... Let me There's so much <laughs> going on. Uh, <laughs> Let me even add on to that. There's so much going on. Chelsea fans. I, it seems as though I'm asking this every week. But to me, every time Callum, Callum Hudson-Odoi has come on for Chelsea, you've seen that it's mm-hmm. improved Chelsea. Like, he runs at defenders. So that already pushes a defense back. It, it, it almost seems as though Lampard refuses to play the wingers that give him the best output. In a sense that you've seen Havertz play out wide, you've seen Werner play out wide, but in when against Arsenal, when Pulisic was on the left and when Hudson Odoi was on the right, you see that Chelsea could have easily brought that game to three three. You know, if Jorginho hadn't missed the penalty. Do you think it's time for Lampard? You know, yes, he spent the money, and yes, it would be bad if these players don't play. But to me, right now. Chelsea's best attacking three looks like Pulisic, either Abraham or Jew, or Callum Hudson or Doyle. Werner is not performing up to scratch, you know, mm-hmm. just because only God knows why. Kai Havertz is a number 10, and I think Lampard needs to realize that. Like Omarbo said, he's a luxury player. And if you're you're playing a luxury oh. player, you put him, you put him, Kai Havertz is not going to track back. <laughs> he's skinny. 
He does though. He's he not does. He back. does. You know, I'm telling you, he's really so, not tracking so I guess back. with 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 Kai, yeah, yeah, it's it's more like the language style that he runs. You know, mm. like it looks like he's not really tracking. But like if you check all of those things, like he actually tracks back. He puts in tackles. Yeah, he's also slight on the ball, mm. so like people push him off a lot. Maybe that's why he's a luxury player. But in if terms play, of, and like, if you play him in a deeper role, he's losing the ball a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he, he, he doesn't have stats. that physicality yet. Yeah, and yeah. That that one will definitely come with like time and he'll 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 go into it but yeah omar but just on hudson odoi you know would you like to see him you know start more because even against manchester city he came on got a goal you could tell that whenever he comes on it's a bit more it's it's a direct option for you on your right hand side you know it's a bit more cutting edge would you like to see lampard you know, try and get him, force him into the team, or you're more concerned with your midfield? I'm mostly concerned with the midfield. Mm. But, mm. I mean, with your point on Hatton Odoi, I mean, he's a young player. He's, you can tell there's a lot of fire in his belly. He has a lot to prove. So any chance he's mm. been given to come off the bench, I mean, we've been in a losing position. I mean, there's not much you can really do. So there's a lot you can, you can, you know, Show, I mean, show mm. the Chelsea fans and even show Lampard, most most importantly. So, I mean, that's why, I mean, I would say he's performing. I mean, the times where we started him, which were in Europa League games, and whatnot, he performed very well. He scored. He scored a couple goals, in fact, this season. But, I mean, I'm most concerned with our midfield. Our midfield is just not looking strong. And like Koku said, there's no guy that you're going to see. This guy is coming to take over a game. This or there hasn't been any performance from any of our midfielders this season where you were like, wow, this guy really, really pushed the ball forward and gave our strikers opportunities to score. In a dream world for me, ZH could be that guy because mm. he's, in my opinion, our most creative player by landslide. By landslide. Mm. Yeah. But seeing but as I... is, is January, just a quick question. Mm-hmm. Well, you can answer this, Mauna. Do you think, you know, it's January, the transfer window is open. Do you think it's pivotal for Lampard to go after another creative <laughs> Or do you think a signing like, do you think a signing like uh, West Ham's Declan Rice could actually bring the best out of the other midfielders such as like Ziyech and Havertz? Yeah, probably, probably. I In terms of like, Another creative player. I don't think we need to sign another attacking player for like the next three or four <laughs> transfer windows. I mean, so I guess that's winter and summer. But yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe two years. Um, with someone to play that lone DM role, yeah, we definitely need someone. Because in in Kante, like going back to the Man City game, I also don't want to put all of this on Kante because Pep out out foxed Lampard in the sense that Man City at times were playing like four six. <laughs> and no striker and it was six versus three and with the kind of technical players that they have like if De Bruyne is dropping into midfield Foden is also dropping into midfield Sterling is dropping into midfield like anytime Chelsea press there's like three people in that half space between the lines and you can't really do anything about that so but we definitely need someone who can just sit in front of the back four who's good on the ball you know pass through the lines vertical passes quickly that's one thing i, I really like about declan rice you know his vertical passes and it's quickly can't yeah. 
I don't know. For me, he hasn't been able to do it. So I don't think we'll get him this January, though. So it's one of those things where you just have to make your way to the end of the season. And then after that, you can you can go into the market. But I don't think we're getting anything in January, you know. I mean, let's hope you making your way to the end of the season oh, bro. to relegation. But As an Arsenal fan. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's let's not forget how good Manchester City were looking. You know, they, they looked like the Manchester City of old, playing yep. fluid, liquid yep, football, yep. all without a recognized striker. Phil Foden once again was looking really good. Raheem Sterling needs to work on his finishing, but once again, Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, all looking very very impressive. And slow but sure, Manchester City are coming. <laughs> so, Koku, seeing as uh, um, your team is challenging for the hey, title this the year. The tough four battle, please. Uh, <laughs> Dark horses for the league. The tough four battle. Do you think, do you think um, Manchester City are, are title well, challengers? Do you think slow but sure... They'll push the likes of Liverpool and United all the 100%. way. One hundred percent. Or because they have yeah. two games in hand on Liverpool, for example, mm-hmm. if they win both, yeah. they are above Liverpool. So they are definitely in the race. And I just want to say that that was one of the mm-hmm. most impressive displays I've seen. <laughs> I was I was like, wow, this is this is Man City of old. They would do a pressing, oh, yep. and I think a lot. Ruben Diaz is going under the radar yeah. a lot. Their whole defensive efforts. Yeah, brilliant, well, brilliant, then. brilliant performances. Yeah. 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 You see how pissed they were. And can when mm-hmm, Cancelo yep. as well. I just have to shout that out. Guy that guy is like a De Bruyne at the right back. When you see his stats yeah. at the end of the game, the amount of chances he creates from right back. And I just want to say Pep completely bamboozled Chelsea. You couldn't pick where oh. any player was. Did you see where <laughs> Bernardo Silva was playing? He was, he was like he had a free role. You just pick the ball from his keeper. He's drifting with hey, Italian. They have players, but I think it was also Man City of old in the sense that. And I Foden says something. He told me and Sterling to stay wide, and you can see he really confused Lampard's forty-three. And that's the Man City of old. Sunny on the left, Sterling on the right, but now it's Foden, and I hope he continues to play it because. I've always said the Man City that that inverted wingers thing. I don't know where he went to learn it from. With Ma- I think Marius, <laughs> Marius is who the one who came to spoil the equation, and he had to kind of tweak it. Yeah. But Man City, Charlie, no, and if you look at their no, next seven no games, games, apart from Aston Villa, they are facing relegation. Oh, winnable. No tough game. They are, oh, if there's winnable. one team who can really win it outside of these guys who Manu and Co who are saying they can win, it's definitely Man City with the squad they have. Aguero mm-hmm. yet to come mm-hmm. back. Sterling, De Bruyne, Jesus. Yep. I remember Mana saying, Man City win the league this season. And I didn't understand why he was saying that. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting times in, in the blue half of Manchester. But um, I want to move on to the more famous half of Manchester. Uh, the more successful half. And, you know, just to quickly say, Manchester United, there's one particular group in Manchester United that are performing brilliantly this season. And that is the Refereeing Association of England. 
Manchester Rap. United continue, you know, it's it's crazy how oh God. from generation to generation, Manchester Facts. United continue to get favorable refereeing decisions. For the life of me, with video with VAR and everything, I do not know uh, how Manchester preach, City, bro, how preach. Manchester United were awarded that penalty versus Aston Villa. But anyway, but anyway, <laughs> Koku. Yet another win for Oli's uh, Tricky Reds. You know, victorious against um, um, Aston Villa. I must say the goal for the goal by Anthony Martial was really nice. A brilliant pass from Pogba. <laughs> but yeah, Coco Manchester United just keep on winning. You know, just keep on winning. How how how? You know, as a Manchester United fan, you know, seeing as though it's a new year. What what do you think twenty twenty one is bringing for the Red Devils? Oh, even on the refereeing thing before I, that thing is funny because <laughs> I think it's only man use own that when we get decisions it's actually put under the microscope. I was going to go and check the stars. Leicester mm. have gotten I don't, I don't think the so. most penalties. I know, I know Leicester have ten yes. penalties. Yeah. And they have yes, yes. But have you seen how controversial your penalties because are? Because it's my new. Everything is controversial. Even if Ole says something in a press conference, controversial. Because <laughs> that's all they like to talk about. As a man, if I now like you guys, it's very frustrating. You Chelsea fans should be very lucky mm. that your team is Chelsea. I mean, but also, but mm-hmm. also think about how Liverpool, Liverpool as well, looking back at last yes. game, was also put another, they got so much. Too, so. But the problem is that, but did you been, has, have any of you gone to well. actually watch back the Douglas Lewis and Pogba situation. Yeah, I've watched it a yes, couple yeah. of times. It, it hits mm-hmm. Go, there's an Pogba there's an angle there's an angle that slight clip. That's the best the game right now. If I can, it's unfortunate that Pogba tripped himself. No, oh, but now he didn't trip himself. Douglas Lewis planted his leg backwards. It's impeded Pogba's run. And that no, trip Pogba. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so is that yeah, we are seeing so many inst- go and watch Brighton versus Wolves. Go and look at their penalties, for example. Mm. It's the same thing. That's what's happening in the prem this season. I think if you the slightest contact, it's the consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, like looking at even today, Liverpool, the Liverpool game. What the humble money's that money situation was much more of a penalty than I mean, looking at what happened with Pogba, like there was more contact, but it's just the the consistency, you know. The refs are really not being consistent, then it's the refs, not much we can do about it because there are also instances where decisions have not gone for us. That's just the way you get Mm -hmm. some matches, you know, because I remember being frustrated, even Liverpool. The funny thing about Liverpool is now, when now that they are not doing well, they are. That's what I don't like about Liverpool. They complain too much. Yeah, club, they complain club, club way has, too club much. <laughs> and it's it's also feeding into the fans. Yeah. Then the they fans also it. talk. Yeah. They com- yes, they complain too much. Because Liverpool, to come and be questioning VAR decisions. Looking at last season. That's unheard of. Because yeah. I, I don't know, go and watch even Newcastle. I remember when West Ham went Anfield this season. And Maswaku tripped. The slightest yeah, yeah, charge yeah, yeah, on, yeah, Salah. Yeah, on Salah. Yeah. And Salah... F- Nobody's talking about that. Yeah. When things don't go their way, then they want to come and open up this whole kind of whims. But in terms of Manu and our season, we find ourselves in a very weird spot, whereby nature of other things mm-hmm. not firing. We are now in this pseudo title challenge, and it's weird Facts. because me, I don't know. Started the season even tougher. I was kind of scared because yeah. I mean I'm a fan. Worst case scenario is going to happen. 
you want to be keep yourself to the ground and now all i can say is that i'm not shocked because from january we had the team that's picked up the most points and charlie it just carried on to this season only said mm-hmm. i was i remember I, I like that i have myself on record <laughs> talking about my team because at the start of the season i was telling you guys i know how we play does that look like a fit team to you crystal palace we could barely run and we lost three one Brighton, the same thing, but we managed to win. And now Ole said it when the boys are fit. No people are not going to laugh at us anymore. And that's why I like Ole. He's packing himself nowadays. He doesn't just yeah. talk. And since then, <laughs> apart from that, uh, apart from Tottenham, I remember, apart from that Arsenal loss, Pogba, at first I didn't forgive him, but now he's showing that, okay, he, there's still a player in him. So since the 7th of November, we are first in everything. Shots on targets, chance created, goals, you name it. And yeah, the team is good. Like, I'm seeing the football I like to see. Like, fast, vertical football, no dilly dallying possession. Like, that's what I don't like about teams nowadays. Just dilly dally, yeah. pass, pass, Sideway pass, pass. No creation, no. Because that goal for Wan-Bissaka, for example. And Wan-Bissaka even came out before that match. That the amount of work he has been on the training ground with Mike Phelan and co on his attacking output. And you could hear it. Mike Phelan was shouting. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Move forward, got move the forward, ball. move forward. Yeah. 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 So I mean the team is is they are doing good things. And it's interesting now. I'm seeing so many different I variations of the man you team. If Rashford mm-hmm. is now Rashford is on the right, Poba comes in. And if you look at the average positions, Poba was actually Pogba, Martial, and Bruno. They were all in the middle. Luke Shaw was the one keeping the weight on the left. He had a very fantastic yeah. game also. So what yeah. as I've been saying, there's flexibility in the way we can play. And by virtue of our players, Van de Beek is not even three games we played during the Christmas period. He didn't even see a minute of action. <laughs> Which is kind of... I don't know what to make <laughs> of that, but it just shows you, Charlie. Greenwood. These guys will be starting for other teams. Yeah, the, the team, team is sets, good. The team set. In terms of, I'll only judge it when we go to Anfield. That's I'll be. That's what I've been using as a barometer. If you go, because I remember last season went to Anfield, and we barely lost. Dan James, Pereira, and Marshall. How do you you lost? No, but he said it wasn't like a loss. But, but <laughs> with <laughs> but with every loss, it wasn't like yeah. A with every loss, you have to yeah, analyze the loss. Like is there room? Yeah, it was not. <laughs> we had very good chances and then by virtue of us trying to go for a draw yeah. Salah goes and runs the length mm-hmm. of the pitch and scores and it's 2-0 okay good for good for them but this this match Charlie we are coming because oh, before the have a chance to go six points club Liverpool at this stage of the season it's incredible hey. it's incredible I mean we have to play Burnley but I think I think Burnley ah. might have something to say about <laughs> Burnley, that, but. Burnley. <laughs> but yeah Charlie the team is good, so <laughs> we just have to keep on trusting the boys. And the winners mentality. I yeah, saw Darren yeah. Fletcher is back at the club. Yeah, I had, I had promoted he, him he's from a very tactical guy. Oh. We are waiting to yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently. Your, and only people hmm, my manager. Hey, Oli. If if <laughs> if they win eh, if they win the big game, I'm getting a Jesse. Oli Oli ten or something. I don't care what I'm because <laughs> Because this only guy 21. and Parkufi was saying that maybe there were other managers in the Norwegian league are PE teachers. But when you have a league where 
all the players <laughs> are on the same level and you are able to win a trophy uh-huh. with a team that hasn't won in 100 years. It's not bam bam me. It shows that like there's a tactical know-how you have. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's showing. So Charlie, I'm hoping for the best for my team. The, the problem yeah. now is that like even if we finish second, third, it's a good season for me. It's a good season. We bring in Grealish. <laughs> we bring in Sancho. We move from there. Uh. <laughs> It, that's 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 a beautiful segue. Um, Jack Grealish to me has been one of the best performers this season, and you know, a scary sight or a sight that I personally did not like seeing was Oli and Grealish having a convo after at the end of the game. You know, Oli with the that his smirk on his face. Um, Marna and Emmanuel. What would you make of Jack Grealish joining Manchester United? Do you think he would fit into the team, first of all? And would you want to see it happen? They have they have a hole on that. I don't know whether you call it right side or left side, mm. wherever Rashford decides to play on the opposite side. I think Jack Grealish and my United would be very scary. <laughs> not going to lie. It would be very scary. Very scary. Because then, see, right now we are like, okay, my United are Bruno and Inshallah. But then... If Bruno is unfit, Jack Grealish can he can he can easily take care of that creative bedding, you know? Yeah, is these 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 are scary times. Cause I feel like for the past, you know, seven years, we've we've been able to laugh as Man United are yeah. Yeah, you you guys haven't done anything. But slow, slowly and surely, like mm-hmm. Man United are they are coming back and then they they are they're just gonna ruin our, our football <laughs> experience once once more. So I'm dreading it, I'm dreading it. But yeah, um, let's move on from, you know, Manchester United to the team to look out for in the year 2021. That is Mikel Arteta <laughs> Arsenal. And the player to look out for, uh, Emil Smith De Bruyne. Thank you, thank you. Arsenal. Form is temporary, class is permanent. Arsenal. Let me going just leave to, that here. Arsenal going to the same stadium Chelsea with three goals down in. Let's not forget. Wow. And beating West Brom at Jalbion 4-0. I just want to say, Emil Smith-Rowe is looking like the, the second coming of Raquel Me. E. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emil cool is looking oh. like that. You know, like he's 20 Bro, years old. Cool and mm-hmm. boy. And um, all jokes aside, Arsenal, Arsenal, slow but sure, showing signs of improvement. A convincing win against struggling West Brom. Um, it seems as though Mikel Arteta is slowly finding solutions to our creativity problem. Um, I mean, if you saw that second goal for Saka, the build-up play, it must definitely be up there as one of the goals of the season. Um, you know, th- things are looking up for the Gunners. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, what do you guys make of Arteta's formation change and you know implementing Smith Rowe as a number ten and you know seeming to trust the young players a bit more? Um, do you think Arsenal can push on for the top four? Because after all, we are only six points from fourth. I'll repeat, we are only six points from fourth. I'll say it again <laughs> for those who cannot hear me. We are only six points away from fourth position. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you think do you think Arteta can galvanize his men to go on you know sort of a run? Bear in mind our next four three games are Crystal Palace, Newcastle, and Southampton. Should I? Oh yeah, please. Look, please. You you have a lot to say I'm, when we're losing. So me, if uh, I'm being brutally honest, there's no. This run is not going to last forever. There's no chance it's going to last forever. Watching Arsenal for a long time, seeing how they've struggled in certain times and how all of a sudden now you guys are in La La Land and you're beating the likes of West Brom, a struggling Chelsea, and bright and Brighton <laughs> and Brighton. I mean, no, I mean to be honest, I mean a lot of teams should be looking to get points from this Chelsea team. I mean, that's not playing as well as they should be playing. So I mean good win for them that day. But looking at your other two wins, Brighton and West Brom, I don't think there's anything you should be excited about. I mean this you should be glad I mean the fact that I mean you guys have gotten points. <laughs> You've gotten points in recent times. But I don't think it's going to last forever. There's teams that you're going to face that are going to really give you a tough time. With regards to the young player thing you said, I mean, earlier on, I spoke about Arsene Odoi, young guy, you know, a lot of fire, fire in his belly, and he's just ready to prove a point. And Ateta has done the same with his team, which is something I think Lampard should try and start doing. I mean, giving these young guys a chance. Because, I mean, they don't have as much to lose as, you know, the, the starting guys of Obama Young, Lacazette, and Go. I mean, like I said, seems to be picking it up now. Because, I mean, the last couple of weeks has been embarrassing. But he's, he's, he's starting to find his, you know, his goal-scoring feet. Oh, I mean, we're not comparing <laughs> one and the other. But Lacazette wasn't, you know, really firing, you know. But these, these past couple of weeks, he's really found yeah. his firing boots. So, if you want to put it that way. And it started to work out for him. But Arsenal, if I'm being... Brutally honest. I it's, I don't even think it's an unpopular opinion. I don't think it's going to last forever. Not top four. I don't think they are top four challenges. There's far better teams ahead of them. And yeah, I mean, let's bro, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I don't think I don't think there's any hope. I'm, I mean, it looks good. I mean, seeing pictures of Party being in training now and whatnot, he could really help that fight for. I mean, I really wish the audience could see my fingers. A top four challenge. But a top four <laughs> challenge. But hey, all the, all the best to them. But I really don't think I see a 60th, 60th finish for the team. Marana, do yeah. you think Arteta has found the remedy to Arsenal's creative problems? Bear in mind, uh, like I said before, the January transfer window is open. We are linked mm-hmm. to the uh, Norwich's uh, Emiliano Buendia, who has created the most which is in the Premier League in the Championship by long now. Also, in uh, last, <laughs> also last season in the Premier League, he created eighty three chances, which was mm-hmm. I think one of the highest in the division. So, do you think a signing like that? You know, combined with the emergence of Emil Smith Kaka, can um, push Arsenal to, to to actually challenge. You know, for a European place. Let me not say top four, but a European place. I mean, yeah, why not? Why not? Um, 
Why not? I think what's if anything, what I've learned from this league is like the team that can put runs together most frequently will win. So mm. Arsenal at the beginning of the season won the first three and then really struggled. One time one against Man United and then really struggled. Now they've won three again. Um if that three could easily become six and then all of a sudden everything looks different, you know? Because Newcastle, Southampton, and I, I can't remember what the third team was, but those are all games that you expect Arsenal to win. Now, on the flip side, those are games that Arsenal have also struggled in in the not too distant past. So I'm 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 foreseeing a Newcastle playing the same six four zero <laughs> formation they used against Liverpool. And yeah. that was what Arsenal struggled with in the past. So I don't know, maybe someone like Buendia might help, but it's only after that that we'll be able to say, okay, yeah, you guys are definitely capable of putting these these kind of runs together. But what I've seen is good. What I've seen is good. And I mean a big shout out to Ateta for what he's been what he's been doing. What's he been, he's, he's, what's he's he been doing? Got them playing well. I mean he says he hasn't <laughs> been doing anything different, mom, which which I find strange. Ateta? Oh, I think he just yeah. stopped trusting the bumps. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really lost a lot of trust in him. William, yeah. Aubameyang, what's yeah. happening to our our Gabonese Yeah, that brother? guy is easily... He's easily top three strikers the whole oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with Aubameyang, I don't know. Like, he's a striker. If you give him a chance, you score. But, like, outside of converting chances, he's... His other aspects of the game, uh, the game yeah. he doesn't really dribble. Yeah. He Charlie, doesn't, you guys, are you sure? Obama doesn't Young, do one two one two, one two. Well, Obama Young glasses. But bro, ask now, I mean, really oh, he was. Obama oh, he's Young, good. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Obama Young last season was our season. Hey. Kudos to him. Hey, it's Chema. time for Arsenal to move on from hey. Obama. Move on. Because After just signing three years. Let me, let me put it this way. Because the way... No, 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 no. Which I was against, you can play back. I didn't want us to give him the contract. But the style of play Mikel Tata wants to play, particularly with this new formation change, it doesn't suit Aubameyang's strengths because he wants his number nine to hold up play, link up play, which is not Aubameyang's strong suit. And to be honest, Aubameyang on the left is quite tragic. So I don't yeah, see yeah. where he fits into Mikel Arteta's game. Don't get me wrong. You give Aubameyang a chance, you score. Yes. But in terms of flow of the team, Aubameyang mm-hmm. is not ideal because imagine... If on our left, we had a more dynamic, cutting-edge player, say a, a Mane, a Memphis Depay, someone who is actually accustomed to coming off the left side, that would make us twice as lethal, you know, with the emergence of Emil Smith, Iniesta, <laughs> and, and, and Rivaldo Saka, you know? Like, it, it, it would make us so, so, like... It will make us much more of a threat. So, so personally, so wait, you don't and think given his age? Uh, so you don't, given his age, yeah, I think we should move on. To be honest, no, but to be honest, so you yeah. don't think the best Arsenal team involves the firing Aubameyang, of firing Aubameyang? Yeah, no, 
Because in my opinion, that guy, Aubameyang, is easily, based on previous record, top three. Easy. Mm -hmm. The whole league. Perfect. Perfect. But you see... Strikers. You would... It's 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 about it's about system. You would never play an Alan Shearer in a four three three, because he's a hold up striker. It's the same way Aubameyang needs service in behind. No team when they are playing Arsenal currently is going to, you know, come forward and leave space in behind. This team, the way it's constructed, does not suit the strengths of Aubameyang unless. He starts to learn how to hold up the ball and link play, which, frankly, Lacazette is better at. So, you know, unless Mikel Arteta is going to find a way to force Aubameyang in, I genuinely believe we should start so happens to moving on. Martinelli, also. Yeah, that's, that's the... He thinks yeah, so, yeah, that to, to so, so, should Laka or Aubameyang play strike? Like so happens to your captain and yeah. record a highest earner. Highest earner. <laughs> yeah. Or see, is it still Ezo? So what happens to William also and Pepe? It's still Ozo. William, 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 I'll keep on saying it. William was is the worst Arsenal signing in his field. <laughs> William, honestly, truth be told, all jokes aside, there are players that need to go. William, Pepe, look, Pepe has been real, but after this fiasco, Stan Kroenke may never sign an African attacker. He's 72 million pounds. He needs to go. (laughs) Can you imagine? Just Mm. a wait on... Like, already, Bakayo Saka is twice the player... um, uh, Nicholas Pepe. Oh, bro, calm down. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. I need to calm down. Pepe. Guys, guys, bro, guys. I'm not, yeah, I don't, guys, I don't, I'm not going to allow you to slander. Yes. But, man, yeah. what has no. what what Pepe done? No, 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 no. I'm not going to look. First of all, first of all, okay, we all we all agree that Mbappe is a great talent. Cool. Uh-huh. And Mbappe was turning it up in the French League. This same Pepe was also turning it up in that French League. For one season. Yeah. For literally one season, he scored like yeah, seven no problem. <laughs> Pepe, is but he done. was still turning it up. He was still turning it up. Nobody can. No, but my point is not there. It's not the league one thing. It's you know, right now, how can you say Bukayo Saka is two, three times the player of Pepe? He is. Oh. He is. One, he's a better passer. It's just, I think it's just his work ethic. Most of it is his work ethic. The guy just works much far, far harder than than a Pepe. You see, me, I can't... I don't know. You see, Arsenal, we're not accustomed to the riches. So, Chelsea can waste 72 million. Arsenal can't spend 72 million on a project. Like, people don't understand. Because Pepe is 25 years old. This is not a work-in-progress thing. Like... This is you have to come instant impact. I need to see the season from you. It's time to move on from Pepe. Exactly. So yeah, um, but you know, like I said, things are looking up. I I believe, truth be told, I I mentioned this in the group. Arsenal by January markets here. Anybody listening, my eyes. I'm saying it now. By Jan the end of January, Arsenal will be fourth of it. Please, and we progress from there. By the end of January. Wow, yeah. <laughs> market on the wall, you know. By I mean, the, it's possible. By it's the possible. time we play Manchester United, 
at um at the Emirates, I believe on January, it's the end of this month. We will be either fourth or fifth. Mathematically, so it's possible, but but yeah, um, let's uh, highly uh, highly doubt it. It's very possible. Go and look at the teams around us; they are fixtures. But um, yeah, let's let's move on from uh one half of 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 North London to the other. You know our our little brothers. Spurs convincing three 0 win over Leeds United. Leeds United yet again fall to a top team, but you know we have to talk about the King yeah. and Son connection yet yet again. They've contributed seventy eight percent of Spurs' goals, which is a ridiculous stat. You know they it it it's it's almost like a good backcourt partnership in basketball. You know Mourinho's team depends on just how clinical these guys are and they mm-hmm. seem to be very very clinical do you think um do you think that being said do you think it's a cause for concern for spares in the sense that they may not be able to keep this up and they're they you know the world could run dry for spares or do you think uh it, it's it's one of those where they'll just have you know like a statistically amazing season and continue. Yeah, I think Koku Koku said this last week, you know, that <clears throat> the way Moreno has set up this first side is like they'll be solid, they'll counter attack, get their goal, and then like they sit back and defend that goal. Mm-hmm. And I could have told you that they were going to beat Leeds by this comfortable scoreline because Leeds will definitely play into spare hands and give them space and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if you give Son and Kane space, like players like that, if you give them space, they'll they'll definitely punish you. So it's not games like this that worry me about space. It's the it's the other games where they play like in Newcastle and Newcastle are sitting deep and there's no space for these players to really excel, whether or not they'll be able to 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 break down those teams. Like I don't think they'll lose a lot of games because they are also solid defensively. They don't concede a lot of goals, you know. But the draws, the draws might be what really affects their their charge. Koku, you know, you were high on spares. Also, I'll just fit this in. You were high on spares uh, at the beginning of the season. There was a slight bump in the road with defeats to Leicester uh, and Liverpool. But... um. You know, Spurs are still hanging around there. I believe they're third at the moment or in and around there. Um, do you think Kane and Son could, could you know, keep them around? Uh, not only the top four, but I don't know if Mourinho really is, is, is in a title push mode. But yeah, um, what, what do you make of Spurs? Hey, your favorite reminded me. And also, quick question. Does anybody know what has happened to Gary? <laughs> Like that guy was not in the plans, too. He was not in the plans. It was just a media. I think he hit he hit up this person like he was asking for a way out for Madrid, and they accepted. And I also think Cecil's. But yeah, in terms of space, it reminded me that at the beginning of the season, I was like I was impressed, but it's a very different space side. Then I think after they lost a three 0 lead, Mourinho went back to Mourinho where. Okay, let me trust you guys to play attacking football. If it doesn't work, you let just pack the bus. And that's what we are seeing right now. Because mm-hmm. that's a problem. Um, Space. 
I think that 78 goal contribution just speaks of the other backup. We think we, we need to dub them that they have the best squad. Squad depth. Charlie Lucas Murray doesn't even trust that guy anymore. <laughs> no, no. Big one. <laughs> Beggy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wish that guy. Uh, oh, unless maybe yes. he needs some coaching because maybe he has a lot of raw talent and he needs to refine it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happened to him. Russell yeah. too has gotten injured for it looks like a long period of time. No, so, and nah, then that Vinicius guy they signed. I don't. Has the guy kicked the ball in the mm-hmm. Premier League since they brought him? Um. Yeah. He came on. He came on. He came on against yeah, West Brom. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had, I think, no, I don't think he had a hand in the goal, but he caused some problems. So that guy's barely featured. So now I don't think Mourinho yeah, trusts them, yeah. to be honest. He doesn't trust the backup guys. Yeah, and okay. I think that's what's yeah. going to separate teams this season. Like, Man City have guys Pep can trust to bring off the bench. Chelsea yeah. have guys, but you're bringing on guys who are misfiring. And that's the problem they're having right now. Like, any other time, can I have it if I bring oh, him off the bench? <laughs> you should be scared, but now, like, yeah, I'm hoping he does something. Manu. Yeah, we are hoping like he turns around his phone. So that's going to space. I don't know. I want to have an interview with Mourinho. Like, what's your actual objective for this season? Because funny enough, if they win their game in hand, now they are like level one points with or one point behind Liverpool. So now it becomes they are mm-hmm. back in it. Ish, like this season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think his main know. goal is that top four push in a trophy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this this EFL Cup, I think they are really going for it. it, it it's, it's interesting you, you mentioned the EFL Cup, but we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, let me just say this. Title, the way the table is structured now, that's not even inside the title. <laughs> oh, bro, cool down. Cool down. We don't do inside. So, ah! to me, the title... <laughs> the title picture will... I think the title picture will be really clear after February. Then you know who the real contenders are. That's Because right now, everything is a bit, you know, one minute Chelsea are contenders, the next minute they are on the cusp of disaster. So, um, yeah... But before we go into the EFL Cup, it's it, it's good you mentioned that. Leeds, one week, 5-0. <laughs> Next week, lose 6-1. Then win 3-0, lose 3-0. But I must say, though, it seems as though... Koku mentioned this, this season, I think it's one of the quotes of the season, that the system <laughs> is only as good... As the players. <laughs> Simply because oh. Leeds will play scintillating football, get to the edge of the box, and it's Patrick Bamford. You know, because it makes me wonder. Imagine if Leeds had a clinical strike. If, forget even clinical. Imagine if Leeds had missing Greenwood. And ever you since know, you said that, I've been dreaming about it too. Uh, it sounds very nice. Like <laughs> a, a gunman. Ball. A gunman. And also their keeper, Mesley. I must admit, he, he, he yeah. looks very shaky. So, you know, it, it, it feels like... Yeah, that would be bad at all. I see that they are linked with the movie Draxler or something. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Like, imagine if Leeds are able to just plug in certain holes. They'll be very good. But um, do you guys think um, Bielsa should keep on trusting his striker, that is Bamford, and his keeper? Or... In this transfer window, he should 
try and get you know solid replacements. So for Bamford, yeah, when they signed Rodrigo, because Rodrigo played strike for Valencia, so I thought that was um yeah. Bamford's replacement. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that like Bamford does a lot of stuff off the ball yeah. that Bielsa really likes. I think his goal against Anfield against um, Liverpool where he like pressed Van Dijk into a mistake and then scored. Yeah. Those are like the kinds of things that Bielsa likes. So I don't think unless they find a striker that's equally as good as doing that, I don't think they're going to go from Bamford. Meslier to I don't know if you can find another keeper who young good at with the ball at their feet. Those 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 sorts of things that. Bielsa like so mm. but yeah um now let's quickly I know it's a it's a Premier League show but um Emmanuel mentioned something really interesting about how Spurs are going for the Carabao Cup now they got a favorable draw it looks like as though Spurs are going to finally be in a final you know like they have a legitimate shot at a trophy because they play Brentford and Obviously, the other semi-final is the Manchester derby. So, Koku, would you like to see Jose Mourinho come up against his former team at Wembley? Let's have it. And, Let's um, have it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think you could beat a Jose Mourinho side in a final? Because I must admit, Mourinho's specialty is final. Is. If there's one thing, it's, it's final. It yep. I think... Space we have is that six one is so um anomaly only came for it doesn't it didn't it doesn't really tell the full picture it flattered if you realize after that six one I think I'm thankful for that six one because Ole learned a lot of things about the team after that if you realize now Pogba and Matic only play in teams that we know we are going to dominate possession and ever since then Fred and McTominay are the big game guys. Oh, I want to face them. I want to face them because I feel like being a final, Mourinho is going to set up cautious and take. Because I remember when Manu faced Ajax and Mourinho was our manager. Charlie, the way mm-hmm. we played that final, I mean, I was just happy with the win. But <laughs> that was one of if that was a horrible display. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you if we face them. I feel like we can do a number. Anything That's the thing. It's a final. Anything can happen. But we have to we have to get over Man City. And me all I'm scared. Because Carabao Cup is Pep's. One of Pep's babies. <laughs> I think they haven't lost. They haven't they have gone to the final in the last three seasons or so. No, I think they've yeah. won since every mm-hmm. Carabao Cup. The second season that they played just... since his second you see you. So yeah. I know he's going to start a very, very strong team. And Olier has been talking about trophies the whole season. So it is going to start. So it's going to be a very competitive match. But Oli has a number on Pep, which I like. Like, And Pep also knows that if he sets up how typically Man City set up, we'll just send Rashford the wild dog on you. And when we, <laughs> when we send Rashford the wild dog on you, Bruno and Pogba, they're only going to do one thing the whole game. In behind. In behind, we'll try it about 20 times, but yeah. I'm still awake. In behind, in behind. So the match is going to be tough. I don't even know. You guys can predict me. I don't have any mm-hmm. predictions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, Mana and Emmanuel. You know, as an Arsenal fan, it, it always makes me sick, you know, at the thought of Spurs winning a trophy. Imagine how I felt 
when they're in the Champions League final. But do you think Mourinho could actually, you know, after after how many years? Since 2011, almost 10 years, bring Spurs eat, eat, eat. 20 years. No, I didn't sit on his day. He said, they have suffered. Yeah, I was even dashing them. They have suffered. Eight, even dashing... Dashing them a few years, can you imagine? Man, I hope you are hearing this. <laughs> um, yeah, do you think Mourinho can actually bring Spurs a trophy? And in terms of the Manchester Derby at Wembley, what what are your predictions? Who do you think comes on top? <sighs> yeah, I think Mourinho can win Spurs a trophy. I mean, neither this one or the Europa League or even the FA Cup. Like, I think they they have they have decent chances. I fully expect them to beat Brentford. Like, you will not see a rested side against Brentford. You will see Kane, Son, they'll go and try and get a game over. Because Brentford, yeah, if you joke with Brentford, <laughs> okay, yeah, they'll score you. Um, Man City, Man United, that game will be tricky. That game will be tricky. I have a sneaky feeling that we might see the same De Bruyne as a false nine against Man United just to swarm the midfield. Um, but then I also, I also don't know what we'll see from Ole. Whether we'll see the diamond or we'll see the four-two-three-one. It'll be interesting. It's a very interesting tactical battle. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's very difficult to predict. To be honest, very very difficult to predict. Um, Obabo, what do you think? Do you think uh, who do you think comes up uh, on top in the Manchester derby at Wembley? You, you I think it's even an old Trafford. You know, I think it's a single, it's a single leg. Yeah. Oh, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, the Carabao Cup. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, you know, it would be very interesting to have Oli and Mourinho in a final. You know, two managers who are desperate for trophies for their clubs. Is that the matchup you would want to see, or you love to see? Let's. Keep in mind, Jose, Pep, final, you know, that also has a lot of box office appeal. Obviously, I think the Jose, Pep one is an interesting, you know, narrative. But, I mean, the Jose only one is also an interesting narrative as well. Obviously, him being a former United manager and whatnot, mm-hmm. and both Tottenham and United mm-hmm. are both, look, both looking for silverware. I mean, probably Tottenham more than desperately more than United, but yeah, I would, I would prefer the United Tottenham matchup. I think that would be a much more interesting final than a Tottenham City, where City might be more slightly more favoured than, than Tottenham. Yeah. Very true, very true. I mean, we'll see what happens. Also, um, the FA Cup is coming up, you know, when when we talk about the FA Cup, you only mention one team. What team is that? Uh, I, I don't even <laughs> tell you what team it is, but the team that has won the, you know, you know, the the best team in London that wears red. But um, yeah, you know, to the, be honest, the they're the best. Yeah, yeah like you need to specify Lord, what they wear. You know, you know, mutually agree which team it will be. <laughs> no, some, I some, guess Brentford. Some some teams some teams are delusional. They are also battling relegation with us. But once again, thank you guys so, so much for, you know, uh, tuning into another episode of the Checking Wild Podcast. 
I want to thank our guests so much. Emmanuel, do you have anything to share? Anything to say? Anything to promote? The floor is yours. Oh, I'm really appreciate being invited to the podcast. Um, and um, it was wonderful talking to you guys about football, football and whatnot, our favorite sports. And yeah, I mean, all the best to my team, Chelsea, for the rest of the season. And we'll see how we'll see how Lampard face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lampard face throughout the rest of the season. Hopefully, he doesn't get the sack because you know he's. I mean, he's mm-hmm. our favorite player. He's our one and only. But mm-hmm. hey, we'll see how see how the rest of the season goes. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, the next time we bring you on the podcast, Chelsea has to. Oh, bro! You should rather be talking about but, Arsenal. Um... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. Uh, just a quick one. Follow us on Twitter at uh, checking underscore var. We're trying to build a you know a big community. Everybody you know interact. You know tweet at us. You know mention us. And yeah, it's we 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 really like doing this. And um, yeah, twenty twenty one and beyond, bigger and better things. And um, yeah. I just want to end this by saying Emil Smith-Rowe is the next coming of Lionel Messi. Thank you once again for tuning in and (laughs) goodbye.